All right, so welcome to uh, we're going to start with Pete Chats Portugal today. Um, so that's, that's, that's new. We never do that, but I'm breaking the mold. <laughs> I'm breaking the mold too. Uh, so Cullen, are you going to say what you always say? I am. Uh, what did you bring, uh, for us to discuss today? Uh, Mr. Pete? <laughs> well, Cullen, uh, you know, I brought, uh, last time we discussed Zhao the third, my big plan was to kind of walk towards India. And then like you, I got kind of sick of the chronology because that takes time and prep. So I decided to just go rogue and do something that, oh, wait one second. Bad interruption. Oh, no. Jackie, are you out there? Cut, cut. Oh, cutie, cutie. Sorry. All right, latte's gone. I it's gave the cut sign. So no, that you yeah, know yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, anyway, okay, Colin just that. Oh, latte had to oh, go. I did you so know, good. I did business good elsewhere, too. you know. Oh, uh, but oh, yeah. that's the glory of Patreon. Wait, we well, before we restart, um, is Jal the third? He's the grocer king, right? Yes, the guy we covered last yeah, time, Jal yeah, the third. Yeah, so yeah, we covered Jal the third. Look who's learning Portuguese history. We covered Jal the third last time in Tomato Souza, his little man on the ground. Uh, my plan was to continue the chronology, but I think I might bounce around a little bit and then bounce back to Vasco da Gama, which I know Colin wants me to cover. My plan was to cover Diaz and da Gama and move towards India and talk about the grocery king in India because the spices are so important to that. But I that, that would have taken a little bit of research because India and Portugal are something I never personally studied that much. I always focused on the America side of my classroom and the European side in my studies. So where we're at today is that I'm... I'm going to cover a rogue topic, actually rogue in many ways, a little surprising topic, surprising in many ways. But Cullen, I want to ask you a question first. Uh, have you ever had a really bad day? Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. You can, you can almost picture your not your saddest day, but just the worst day where you kind of have like a perfect trifecta of hell on earth where one thing cascades into another thing at school or something and it all just goes wrong. Oh, well, I yeah, guarantee we... you've never experienced the perfect trifecta of hell on earth. And that is what I'm going to be talking about today. What I call in my classroom, the perfect trifecta of hell on earth. That is to say the 1755 Lisbon earthquake. Uh, so have you have you studied this one, Cullen? I have not, but I have seen the damage when I All went right. there to Lisbon. Oh, there's still saw, we tore. Yeah, we toured a, a church mm. whose roof had caved in. But they That's left gonna the be important. still mm -hmm. up. Like you yeah. can see where the arch, like the Gothic sure. arches collapsed. And sure. and then they build a new church um, either inside or mm -hmm. like alongside of it. Oh, I yeah, that. it destroyed that city. So it did. It did. But it's I wish it was just that simple. So, uh, you, you know, it's November. So I thought, what a great topic to cover. Saturday, November 1st into November 2nd. We're talking the Feast of All Saints, All Saints Day in Mexico, Dio de, Dio de los Muertos. A beautiful example of religious synchronism. Uh, but we're not worried about that. The Great Lisbon Earthquake, the 1755 Lisbon Earthquake, November 1st in the morning, November 1st, All Saints Day. Now, the earthquake hits maybe it's not quite to the Azores, so a few hundred miles off the coast of uh, of Portugal. Uh, I think it's like mm, maybe like 120, 150 miles off of southwest, uh, uh, off of the westernmost point of Portugal. All right. Which is where that school would have been kind of thing. Uh, his Henry the Navigator's famous school. So the earthquake strikes as a magnitude goes. It's a 7.7 .7 or greater. We don't know exactly. Uh, in fact, actual like estimations of it didn't happen. There, there wasn't a thing in this period. You know what I mean? Right, no, uh, size, size, seismology. Yeah, right. it's it's a new thing. So they look back at the damage and how far it reached. I mean, it reaches Estimate. all over Europe, 
uh, you know, but it, it hits Lisbon the hardest. Uh, and, you know, it, the earthquake hits, the chaos ensues, the buildings collapse. That's one thing. All right. So naturally, when there's an earthquake, you 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 flee to open areas if you can. Right. Or you get somewhere where you can be protected. Well, in this period, the best thing you could do was flee to the harbor. Right. The great the great Lisbon Harbor, the big yeah. open square. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, I wanted to go back and note that the earthquake hits on November 1st, uh, 1755. And it's early in the morning and people are waking up and it's All Saints Day. And do you know what you do on All Saints Day or Dia de los Mortos? You, you, what do you do for the dead? Uh, they the, Well, it's it, All Saints Day. It's a holy day of obligation. So they have to go to church and they Not have only, to pray for their. Right. Uh, they have to go to church. They have to pray. But how do they pray? What do you do for the dead? Whether it's in Mexico oh. and Dio de los Muertos or All Saints Day anywhere in Europe, uh, you go to the graves, don't you? And mm, but you always no. yes, but you typically you light a candle. Oh, they dress up, don't they? Paint well, their faces they they, they light a candle on All Saints okay. Day. You light candles like you do in the church. You light candles for this. So candles are lit all over the city for All Saints Day, praying for the dead. All right, lighting candles for the dead. And as the earthquakes ensue, and the buildings begin to collapse, all those candles lead to widespread fires throughout the city. Now, it's actually ironically hitting the richest part of the city worst. All right. But uh, that's kind of a a story for a a moment later. So to escape the chaos of the earthquake, trifecta one, the earthquake, the crumbling buildings, and then trifecta two, the epic fires that are raging throughout Lisbon, people in hundreds, if not thousands, flee to the open area of the Great Lisbon Harbor and the open area there. But the funny thing about earthquakes that occur out at sea is that they create a massive tsunami. All right. They create a rogue wave or a tsunami or a giant tidal wave. Bringing in trifecta three, as people flee to the Lisbon Harbor, a massive tidal wave hits the city. Again, adding to the death and chaos, but not a big enough wave. To suppress those fires. All right. So in one singular morning, out of nowhere, with limited signs of it, a 7.7 or greater, maybe 8.0 even, earthquake hits, fires ensue, and then a massive uh, a wave hits the city. All right. It is what I teach my students, the perfect trifecta of hell on earth. All right. That is, I don't think it can get much worse. All right. Yeah. But, uh, th- this is actually just part of it. Uh, you know what I wanted to talk about today. There is, of course, the, the the nature of Portugal and its empire. It is a story of epic success and rise matched with colossal failure and fall. All right. Fitting for what we've been discussing in season three. Uh, we've talked about the Grocer King, which was a very high point. Later on, we'll talk about the gold trade, which was a very high point. Uh, but in between those is the Braganza Revolution, where, or I'm sorry, the Iberian Union, where the Habsburgs take over Portugal and Portugal loses half its empire to Britain and the Dutch. Uh, after the Braganza Revolution and the gold boom, there's a massive period of success. But then in 1755, after 60 years of gold booming, and gold trade, wow. the city is covered in gold. And this earthquake is seen as God's divine wrath or punishment for their greed. Uh, and uh, this is kind of the thing that cripples their empire once more. It won't be the final nail in the coffin of Portugal, but that will probably be the Napoleonic Wars. Uh, but that's kind of it. So it, it's it's bad. But you'd think it would be all bad. But we've actually talked about this before in my birthday special for Patreon a few a few a couple years ago now, is that the Great Lisbon earthquake actually opens the doors for an enlightened despot uh, 
Sebastian or Sabao de Mayo, uh, the Marquita Pommel, who comes in like a, a knight on a white horse, spouting out words like, what do we do now? We feed the living and we bury the dead. It's time to move on. And he rebuilds Lisbon and then completely reforms the empire in a way that mirrors what the Bourbons are doing to Spanish America. And he's the one who, after this, he gets power from about 1755 to the end of Jose the first reign in Portugal, which I don't know exactly off the top of my head when that is. Uh, He will be the leading figure in Portuguese history. Uh, Sebastian de Mayo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Marquis, the Marquis de Pommel is is how what he goes by, and oh. uh, he he will begin reforming uh, the empire so great that they become known as the Pommeline reforms. In fact, you've been to Portugal, and the yes. did you go to the major city center where there's like a giant roundabout and a big statue in the center of a square? There's a big arch and yes. a big courtyard. Yes, yes. And then there's like where all the traffic. And there's a big is. Like horse. The, yes. Yeah, yeah. The guy yeah. on the there's a guy yeah. on the horse, right? That's, is that him? Okay. I believe that's him, or whatever. But in the epicenter of the largest plaza in Lisbon, the largest city square yep. in Lisbon, yep. where all the traffic goes through, that is the Marquis de Pommel, uh, because oh, okay. he okay. rebuilt Lisbon, he rebuilt the empire, and he made them an economic powerhouse. He actually made Brazil such an economically self sufficient area that when they had the opportunity to declare independence, they were ready to go. All right, Pommel is the one who abolishes slavery in Portugal to keep the slaves wow. in other parts of the world. No, to keep no, the slaves. No, that's eight because that's eighteen eighty eight, right? No, that's Brazil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he Brazil, abolishes. Oh. So actually, the first European country to abolish slavery outright—that's major Western power—is Portugal, seventeen sixty nine, only for the sole purpose of keeping slaves in Brazil. Because what would happen is <laughs> Portuguese people would go and make money and then bring their slaves back to. Brazil, Portugal, and he's like, no, 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 no. We need to keep it there. Now, I mean, Pommel okay. follows the great golden age of Charles V, the the height of Portuguese empire, probably after its first fall. Mm. But um, okay. you know, that's the story for another day. But I figured I'd bring up Lisbon and and Pommel, and we'll talk about the Pommeline reforms on another day for sure. Uh, okay. But that's the Great Lisbon earthquake. So, any thoughts wow. on that or anything you want to bring up? Yeah, the one uh, one connection I thought I would make is the San Francisco earthquake of 1906. Oh, okay. Very similar situation, uh, 7.9 quake, um, and uh, not only did uh, did you have the uh, structural falling of, of buildings, yeah. but the gas lines, everything was used uh, heated by like uh, gas lights, Kerosene. gas, everything, yeah. Uh, yeah. and so that caught fire. So similar uh, take there, just like what happened to Lisbon. Yep, uh, we see the whole city on fire mm-hmm. while it's quaking and the aftershocks don't yeah. think they had a tsunami though. Um, Maybe not. Yeah. Then that, that made me think of Japan. Tokyo yeah. has had its mm-hmm. share of tsunamis throughout yep. the ages with massive earthquakes. So we can see how that destabilizes and ruins uh, societies or hiccups. Them, sure. I guess. Sure. So, yeah, you know, what's, what's interesting is uh, the, you know, uh, estimates are like I think it's like ten or twelve thousand people upwards somewhere somewhere fifty thousand people just in Lisbon alone. All right, just in Lisbon, that many people dying. Uh, it actually is one of the deadliest earthquakes in history. Hmm. But it, interestingly enough, uh, through memoirs and such, was very crucial in the development of not only seismology but also modern earthquake engineering, which is very common in Asia as well. Uh, you know, I know Japan really focuses on sure. how to build buildings that will survive an earthquake. Yeah, so they sway, um, but they don't. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh, so basically, yeah, they it's, wow. it's, it's interesting. And uh, Pommel actually uh, designed like a like a, a sort of questionnaire, I guess. 
to kind of reach out to the people to try and figure out things like how, you know, when did the earthquake begin? How long did it last for you? Um, were there different periods of greatness of the shocks? Um, how many people do you know? How many people do you know that died? Um, very cool. You know, how, what did you notice about the rise and fall of the sea in this period? And if a fire broke out, what was the damage caused by it? So this is just a simple questionnaire given to the people designed by Pommel. And without it, I, I don't know if we'd see, uh, when you bring it with like, um, cross-referencing of like parish accounts of like the, the people who were dead from their parish, which is typically how we get records from earthquakes in this period. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it just was huge and kind of like assessing. Now there's one final piece I will say is that in uh, assassin's creed, uh, rogue, I think is the one that Mm -hmm. is, uh, which was like, um, like 2000 teens, um, (laughs) video game. There's a moment where so many of those titles, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the Assassin's Creed, uh, it's all about the holy relics and stuff and how they have immense power. And the apple, I believe, is the one that drops to the bottom of the ocean and hits the ground. And that's what causes the Lisbon earthquake in that. Uh, So I always show them the clip of everybody like dying uh, in that. Um, But that's that's my little bit for today on uh, on that's a connection. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, getting yeah. One, one last question. Yeah, uh, back that. to the uh, brigands' revolution. Can you tell us what that was about? But wait, the brigands' revolution. I said the brigands. Yeah, I said brigands. Oh brigands. yeah. Well, I mean, we'll have to save that for another day. Is that a different? That's a different issue. Okay. Well, gotcha. it is because the brigands' revolution is basically the Braganza family, the Duke of Braganza's revolt against the Habsburgs' rule in Portugal during the Thirty Years' War. It's actually something I'll be discussing in my another moments with Mister DGMH. Uh, at the end of a certain phase of the war. Um, but basically, Spain overextended itself. But uh, in Philip II's reign, I discussed it in Philip II's saga too. In Philip II's reign, uh, he becomes king of Portugal and inherits the throne and takes it by force uh, after some resistance. Hmm. And that's something definitely... To t- the intricacies of that could be like a three or four part saga on this this series, which I'm thinking it might be. Uh, but in short, the Braganza Revolution is just a breakaway from Habsburg rule and it leads to the House Braganza who is the ruling family when the earthquake breaks out and pommels in power and stuff. Uh, but then it'll go to, I think, Saxe, Coburg and Gotha, you know, the mm-hmm. family that married throughout Europe and stuff like that. But, you know, a major just, dis- it's funny to look at it like this. Uh, you know, the rises and falls. I, I, my project for this with my kids at school is um, they have to draw, find a creative way to graph out and I'll give them graph paper or colored paper or something like that. They have to find a way to graph out. After we've learned everything I teach them about the Portuguese Empire, their reasons for rise, reasons for fall. It's like a cardiograph of somebody who's running oh, a marathon. Cool. Very cool. And so they have yeah, to find a clever way to to map that out, looking at periods of success over time. Uh, sometimes it gets can really they use bad artwork when, when they do it. Like, they they should draw? add some illustrations and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. but mostly it's just to graph it out and highlight the points that contributed to the Data. rise and fall. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah the, you know, like what's contributing to success, what's contributing to fall. Uh, so that's what got. Cool. Any other that's thoughts great... or questions before we move to No, time? no, that was that was a very interesting uh, topic today. And, well, and having know. toured having toured Lisbon and seeing the damage, it, it mm-hmm. puts it more in perspective for me. Well, and Pommel will get his day on this show too. He deserves a lot. Maybe Pommel in Portugal and Pommel in Brazil. I mean, he's so important, Colin. He really is so singularly important. So important, he's actually an IB standard, along with the Bourbon reforms, which I'm covering on my moments with Mr. DGMH over 15 mm. episodes. Uh, it's great, though, with uh, this time we do in Patreon. I- I've recorded so much Patreon content today already. Uh, but let's go ahead and wrap this up. This has been Pete Chats Portugal with, of course, my high school history teacher, Colin Farrell, and me, uh, Pete, uh, also known as Zach, also known as Mr. DGMH. Uh, and we're closing this. So thank you. I believe this is Great Minds and Up. 
uh, the $5 level and up. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you enjoy it, let us know in the Patreon page or on the Facebook group. Uh, share, share, share what you like. Any questions you have, and Cullen and I will be sure to jump on and answer them. But thanks and cheers. We're going to head over to uh, to Patreon land. Hmm. Or I'm sorry, Cullen Chats China. But you want to say cheers, <laughs> Cullen? I know you like to say cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah, cheers. Cheers.